0: Well hey Stacy, welcome to slightly filtered with you and me
1: yeah, you know what I have to say to you
0: huh? Oh well, I'm so sorry that you lost that foosball. oh
1: well, man. oh man. it was such a difficult game. I even when we were done and I knew I had to like put makeup on and change for this. I had to go in the bathroom, close the door, get paper towels, and wipe the sweat off because i was be trying so hard. <laughs> you got to beat you. It you was gotta, a good I mean, game. We're making the studio fun. Yes. It was a it was a, I haven't played foosball in years. Yeah. That was good.
0: MC and I we got that I teaser, I say we should play this every morning, the loser has to do the news.
1: Oh yeah. Well then, do I have to do the news? <laughs> <laughs> no. You,
0: you didn't you didn't know that you, I had a thought. I'll
1: do the news. I don't mind doing the news. It's okay. One yeah. day. One day maybe. But uh, sure. we are here slightly filtered. Slightly. Uh, slightly filtered. We know that there are seven words we're not allowed to say on the on the radio. What are they again? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say them. I have sign. I can do sign language. I mm-hmm. could do it under here if you want to sit it, but I don't want it. I don't even want Jimmy to be able to see me do sign language here on the air because he said I could hold my hands out and everybody can see everything.
0: Jimmy in the studio over there running the board.
1: Right. Wearing a tie that has Dilbert on it.
0: Oh, he loves Dilbert. He's
1: loving Dilbert. I didn't know who it was. Um, oh, my gosh. I
0: And he's still Jim? working with you?
1: Well, I I think he sort of has to, because you'd meet him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about our guest today.
1: (laughs) Jennifer. Jennifer Crittenden, I'm so happy to have you in the studio. Thank you very much. Um, Jennifer has been here in the Eastern Sierra. Um, Gosh, let me see. Your son, your older son was, let me remember, 19 when you guys moved up here, right? And your younger son, where you had to register him, was at the middle school? Yeah. You had to register him in the middle school. So what year was that?
2: Yeah, let's see. So I first came up to the Eastern Sierra in 1993 okay. um, as a visitor, and then we just progressively started coming more often. It's such a common story for Southern Californians. And then, yeah, we took the plunge in 2014 to come up to be here full time.
1: And where did you plunge from? Del Mar, San Diego.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Delmar's not a bad
2: area. No? Oh, no. It's
0: overpopulated yeah. now, though.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a different culture. You know, the area looks different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even though it's only seven hours apart, it's a big switch to go from one to the other. I'm originally from the Midwest, and I think there are a lot of commonalities, actually, in the eastern Sierra and the Midwest that kind of can-do attitude. And rural. and rural. Where in the
1: Midwest? Southern Indiana. So I don't think I've ever met anybody from Indiana. Have you I ever known anybody me- from Indiana?
0: No. Isn't that the Hoosier State? It's the Hoosier State. Good
2: for you. So I know the yeah, we We tend not to venture far. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so how did you get from Indiana to California? That's a big move.
2: Yeah, I actually started coming to California right after college. So I moved to Berkeley. And then when I was working for Bristol-Myers Squibb, I went to Santa Barbara. And then my third move to California was to San Diego. So progressively south. And then I think that's as far as I can go. So there's yeah. a Myers Squibb, the pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And were you a pharmaceutical rep? No, I worked in finance. quote oh, finance. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had a big corporate career in corporate finance. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: I have no idea because I know, I mean, we met through the Mama Times right. because I was working at the Mama Times and then Wendy hired you to help edit a whole bunch of things and write some things, and that's how I met you. Yeah, so I thought you were just a journalist because you're such a good editor. Oh, thank you.
2: Well, my undergraduate degree was in linguistics, and I've always been a big reader. So now, And then it's funny, I got my MBA in finance, and now I'm kind of full circle again, back to words. But numbers and words, I think, they're just ways of communicating. So really, that's all I'm about is communication. You know, when she said linguistics,
1: mm-hmm. I'm always intimidated by somebody who says they're a specialist in linguistics. Yeah. Because I'm a writer and I'm supposed to be good, but sometimes I really screw up.
0: So you don't specialize in linguistics? No.
1: <laughs> that's why we have editors like Jennifer okay. to do things. So what does a specialist in linguistics do? I mean, what, what was your day like when you were linguisticking?
2: I like it. It sort of, yeah, it sounds, uh, yeah, kind of like there would be chemicals involved. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So linguistics is just the study of language as a, 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 a communication device, but what is common amongst all languages, so not a particular language. And now, of course, it's changed a lot because people are using computers so much for linguistics. So computational linguistics now is huge. And it's amazing how many of the tech companies are now hiring linguists. So it used to be kind of fusty, you know, study of old languages, African languages, or, you know, maybe semiotics, like what signs mean, you know, all these things having to do with the core elements of communication. Now it's all about computers and technology and running data. So yeah. Artificial
0: intelligence.
1: A I. So semiotics, what is that? I've never So that's seen. the study of
2: signs.
1: Oh, like yeah. sign language? Um, or any kind of signs but like one um,
0: that I'm not allowed
1: to give you on the T V. No, you're not. <laughs> I'll put my hand up again. <laughs> I'll do all of them.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Like that. Right. Okay. You're, you're, this is semiotics. There you go. Semioticing you. Yeah. <laughs> You're being semi addict, Jason. Oh. Oh.
0: <laughs> Back to Jennifer.
1: You know why you know why I lost. Why? Because I was red. <laughs> and you were blue. Okay, never mind. Blue All right. Is blue is good.
0: We can switch sides. I won you.
1: yesterday. Oh no gosh. Okay. Again. Okay. Um, so so you got here in 2014 and um, after being linguistics and semi addict professional. And finance, which um, you know, I, it's very rare that you find somebody who does finance as well as writing stuff. Because this two your brain must be really special because it's two different they sides use of the, the brain.
0: Same tool. They do well, use the I same tool. I guess we don't use this anymore, but
1: I use that all the time. Anyway, so it's it's I'm I'm intrigued because of that. Because finance is one side, writing is another side.
0: Do you mean right brain, left brain?
1: You must have never done any drugs in your life. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you must have ever hey, seen go there. <laughs> Maybe that's why. If
0: it wasn't for your heart thing, it would be getting high with Jason and Stacy.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Let's not talk about my heart thing because I'm all heart. Um, so, and then you wrote a book after being yeah. here for how, so the book is called Mammoth Letters Running Away to a Mountain Town. Yeah. And tell me about the process of writing that book and why you just, is that your first book?
2: No, I'd written a book. uh, Let's see. I think I'd just written one book at that point that was about the corporate environment and for women particularly to fit in, especially a finance world where men were more common. Um, So I'd written that book as a nonfiction book, kind of my experiences in the corporate world, and it was intended to help women who were coming up behind me so that we would have more women, mm-hmm. because by the time I finished my career uh, as a CFO for a biotech company, there were no women. I mean, I started out with a bunch of women, but they all just sort of fell away. Why? You're, Do you think that is? Yeah. I think they got discouraged. I mean, there's a huge dropout rate for women who have MBAs. Um, I mean, it's just a real phenomenon in the corporate world that women drop away and in academia as well, right. and especially in the scientific world where my sister was. So I'd written that book. And then I was going to write another book about what I wanted to write about was about sports language in the business world because we use so many idioms and so forth <laughs> having to do with sports language. Uh, but once I got up here, I started writing about what I was experiencing here with this brand new culture, this new interesting environment, the history of the area and the geology, so I was writing letters back home, right? Mm-hmm. And I was loving it, right? I was learning a lot and researching and meeting people, and it was just really a wonderful experience to come up here. So, so instead of working on what I was supposed to be working on, I started working on the mammoth letters instead. So let's
1: oh. hold, you, hold that book up. Hold that book up.
0: So that was the first book.
2: So that's the book, first book about this area. Okay. okay yeah. That you wrote. Yeah. All right. That I wrote. Yeah. Okay. It's great. And, and so we, these
0: are letters that you wrote back to home.
2: Yeah. And then people were writing saying you should publish these. These are interesting because it's a weird combination. It's probably like my brain because some of it is very factual, right? You know, history, geology, and then some of it is just you know, my sons and I went to the soccer game today. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a funny combination of those two. Nice. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was fun. It was personal. Yeah. Mm. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all the book stuff.
0: Well, you know, but I, before we go there, you told me I couldn't ask a question off camera that we had to wait for the podcast. So okay. since she held it up and it has her last name on it. Okay. And it's Crittenden, right? Mm. What is the nationality of your, your name?
2: It's British.
0: It's British. Okay. It's British.
2: Yes. And someone stopped by my office. At one point and said, Did you know that your name means den of pigs?
0: <laughs> oh, well, we didn't have to go there. I
2: didn't have verified if that's true, but that's what someone told In me. In
1: Old Britain, is that old UK language? It means den of pigs. Yes. We should we should look that up real quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this episode of This Crazy Life is sponsored by Stacy Does Weddings. Creating a fun and legal wedding ceremonies is a specialty for wedding officiant Stacy Powell's Leicester. Her motto is, any kind of wedding, any time of the day or night. Stacy will make sure that the culmination of all the wedding planning, the ceremony itself, will be a moment of grace and love, honoring the fact that the two people found each other in this crazy world we live in, falling deeply and madly in love. Be easy as saying, I do. Stacy will perform any ceremony, non-denominational, religious, non-secular, themed weddings, interfaith, hand fasting, and same sex. Stacy also specializes in last-minute weddings. Call 661-433-9800 or visit her on the web at stacydoesweddings.com. <laughs> Den of pigs Couldn't then. No, You don't have, You keep talking, I'll look it up.
1: So your ancestors were
2: farmers then? I suppose. <laughs> no, I, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> my, my strongest heritage is actually Swedish. My grandmother came here when she was nine from Sweden. Wow. So, yeah. So I relate very much to the immigrant experience. I work now a lot as an a English teacher for immigrants who are learning English as a second language. Oh, you do? So, yeah. So I work with a lot, especially down in San Diego, a lot of Chinese, uh, Koreans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I mean, there's so many of those immigrant groups in mm-hmm. San Diego. So I really, you know, I really enjoy working with them and seeing america through their eyes it's really it's um it's a very positive experience for many of them right they really see this as a new opportunity and then of course their kids just flourish Mm -hmm. you know that second generation so yeah it's really inspiring work it's obviously different than corporate finance and big pharma but but yeah have you done a dna test to
1: find no, out or no, no? Okay, no. because um, <clears throat> I've done it both with Ancestry and 23andMe. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm like almost 100% Eastern European. Oh, you know. So uh-huh, yeah. And my husband thought that he was told his whole life he had some Native American in him. So he didn't. He had zero Native American.
0: I and saw so, nothing that said of Pigs. It says as a boy's name. It's Woodland Pasture. So that's, 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 that's pretty good. Yeah.
1: Crittenden. Let's go walk in the Crittenden. crittenden. Yeah. Right, Woodland in
0: the Pasture. Past and and where did you end up moving to? Woodland Pasture. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I like it. Thank you. That's much better than dip. It sure is, isn't it? Back to the book.
1: Person didn't want to know what they were talking about. So we have, um, I think. don't think this is going to air before the Eastern Sierra Book Festival. Oh, going. no. Um, <laughs> you know, Jason still has to teach me how to edit this because he is so busy with other things. I said, just teach me how to do it so we can get these things in time. But um, but you are, uh, have headed this up for how long? This is our sixth year. Sixth year. Yes. Sierra Book Festival and is it Hayden Cabin. Yes. Has it been in Hayden at Hayden Cabin
2: this entire time? Yes, it sure has. Under the okay. Temple of Folly, which is this big tent that they have there. And in fact, it started because um, I purchased a membership, I think, in the Southern Mono Historical Society because I wanted to do a book signing for Mammoth Letters. And then my rational mind took over and was like, who's going to come? No one. So I thought, okay, let's open it up and, and have all the local authors come. So we can kind of celebrate books, especially books written by people who live in this area or mm-hmm. books written about this area. Because it's, you know, it's a really fascinating place, the Eastern here. So that was the impetus for the first year was just to you know, gather all the local authors together. Let's get everybody in one place. People can sign their books and um it all grew from there.
1: Yeah, it did so are these some of the books? Now these books can also be purchased at local bookstores. Yes. Right? Um in Mammoth at um the Book Joints. Yeah. And down here in Bishop at Stillbinders, Yeah. And of course probably online. So let's let's what do you've got there? You've got
0: Oh, I see this middle book. Empty cupboards.
1: Yes. Oh yeah.
0: I heard that person speaking at this event, too.
1: Yes. Yes. That person is speaking at that event. Yeah. Down so can you just put it up, down, 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 down. down, okay. down
0: yeah. Not so. in
1: front of your face, though. That's okay. <laughs> I'll get it right. Is that okay, Jimmy? Does she get it right? Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <Okay.
0: laughs> Moving right along.
1: So, yes, that person, Stacey Palazzo, is covered. speaking. What else do we got? Yes. Yeah. He says like, to- move away from it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm like, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> mean. I want to make sure <laughs> we have time for everyone. We have. We have time.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. So put that one down. So I, I just want to, you know, one of the things that's really fun about the festival is to see the books emerge, right, over time. And so, you know, Stacey, you've been working on this book for a long time. Twenty-some years. And it's, you know, that's so rewarding for me, yeah. right, to have a, an event where we can talk about your experience of writing this book, especially memoir, which is really a great genre for many people in this area who've had interesting lives, and that people like to read memoir, too, so, yeah, so we're super happy. Yeah, there's there's a chapter in there where people are going, are you still talking to your sister? Like I know, you know, know. <laughs> Yeah, memoir is tough. <laughs> yeah, it is tough. Let's, we got this one. Yeah, uh, so let me show this one, too. Here's our keynote speaker. So this is Char Miller.
0: No, he's a good. He's not okay. talking. He's it. not hiring. He so yeah, great Put it job. down
2: a little bit. Okay, there we go.
0: <laughs> Natural Consequences by who? <laughs> Char Miller?
2: Yeah, Char okay.
0: Miller. He's a professor at Pomona
2: College, and so he's going to keynote for us. He is a very accomplished author and speaker, a great speaker, by the way. You should definitely come to see him speak. But this book is a little bit of a departure for him because it's really personal narratives about his experiences with the environment. He's a professor of environmental analysis and history. Um, so, yeah, don't, uh, don't miss him. He'll be great. Uh, we're also really honored to have Mark Johnson uh, come to the book festival also this year. Mark Johnson is a uh, photographer and writer about, Perfect. Uh, about <laughs> professional cycling. And this is actually his first book. I don't have a copy of his second book, which is really the one he's going to be talking about, which is about doping in cycling and in sports in general. He'll speak at 1 o'clock. Okay. So that's a big feather in our cap to get Mark here. I've been trying to get that's him. That's cool. Get him to come at uh, to the festival for years, and this year it finally worked out that he could come. So,
1: and then yeah. um, you've got uh, the Convict Lake book right there.
2: I see. Yeah. That. So you know I what author coming here? Yeah. So Richard Mallard, unfortunately, has passed away. Oh well, hmm. but his be here in spirit. Yeah, he'll be here in spirit, and also in the form of his daughter. Oh. So this year for the festival, we're having vendor booths for the first time. And uh, his daughter is coming, Kira Swanson, with Ducks Publishing. Okay, and she's that publishing company is also carrying on the Jenny Smith legacy, Oh, so Deepest Friends. Valley, and so forth. Yeah, so really neat that that uh, she'll be here.
0: Is this book about the kids that? Yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so a, it's, it's it's heartbreaking. What happened? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. it's a really...
0: Know the story. I I definitely read the book.
2: Yeah, very very well written, very well researched. Yeah, really interesting. And, of course, you have some of those experiences, too, about schools or institutions that are set up for children and for, you know, for kids that, that seem to need some kind of outside intervention. And then, you know, you don't know how safe those kids are.
1: Yeah, that's a whole other topic. But, um, yeah, to <clears throat> to send your kid away to one of those either lockdown boarding schools like I did for my oldest kid or to some wilderness camp or whatever and then to have a tragedy um, happen, it, I mean, that's... Um, a concern of all parents yeah. that when they send their kids away to will have to say when they feel like they have no other choice yeah but to send their kids away
0: this episode of this crazy life is also sponsored by jaspen it consultants jaspen is trusted by financial firms hospitals and small businesses with over 30 years of experience specializing in Computer repair for PC and Mac, managed IT solutions, managed antivirus, servers, virtualization, networking, surveillance solutions, VoIP phone service, and digital signage. We are building a reputation for creating a positive return on investments for our clients. If you are serious about your business success, our team of professionals can get you there. Strategic thinking, personal attention, competitive prices, real-world results, discover the Jaspin difference Located at 249 North Main Street in Bishop, California, 760-872-2797, or on the web at www.jaspin.com.
1: To to one of these facilities, and uh, something like that happens. I mean, I yeah. I mean, you you put your your children's lives in the hands of people you hoped are trained and who are acknowledge the dangers of the outside world and who don't have their own agendas and that kind of thing. And um, yeah, something like this happens. It was must have been a hard book to write. What was yeah, his relationship with Harry? Why did, do you know why he chose to write this story about what happened at Convict Lake? I don't know. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah it was, no, I'm curious. It was one of the things that really struck me when I moved up here was how easy it is to die up here. You know, I was really surprised. Like every time I opened the newspaper, it was like, you know, somebody's died in Rush Creek or somebody's died in a lake or they fell off Mount Whitney. And and I was really struck by that. It was like, wow, you know, death is sort of close here. I think it gives us a different attitude toward the world. And maybe it's a more respectful attitude toward the world. And we do have a lot of stories of loss and grief in this area. One of them is this one, which is... A new novel uh, by Janet Goldberg, and she's also coming to the festival. She's the fiction editor for Deep Wild. We're going to show that real quick here, yeah. This one. And this is a literary journal of wilderness writing. Okay. So Janet— It says
0: volume five, so she's written many of them then.
2: Yeah, this is their fifth volume of Could this you see that journal. That yeah, I know. He yeah. has good eyes. You know what? <laughs> I, I have floaters. And They're not I eyes. Can't see.
0: Not good eyes. <laughs> I'm it's like... glasses. Good optometrist. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> this is an interesting journal, and I would encourage people, if you're interested in writing, to come check it out, because they do accept submissions from uh, writers, and Janet is the fiction editor for okay. it. Um, but her book is about people who have gone missing Uh, In the eastern Sierra, two stories that sort of combine, one of a family that lost a member in Death Valley and then a couple that lost a person in the eastern Sierra. But, you know, it's a common theme, right, up
0: here. Oh, and the numbers are rising this year with the high waters, the record heats in Death Valley. I think that the issue is I think a lot of locals understand and respect Mother Nature here. Yes. I I don't think that the people that are coming to visit have that knowledge or respect they just they don't understand yeah uh city people yeah no exactly what <laughs> right. i mean to yeah, mean. It's just, yeah. They, no it's, they don't extreme. have that connection and understanding about dangerous and quickly you can die here
2: yeah it is extreme up here you know the eastern's here it's i never extreme.
1: thought about this is a place where people die a lot i just
0: well my friends I, the yeah. choir. i can tell you it, it's a lot People, yeah. people come and visit and they just don't understand. Even just simple skiing, not understanding yeah. that the altitude and their hearts yeah. and...
2: Yeah, yeah, that I yeah. understand. The risk to people who have yeah. heart issues, yeah, for sure. And some of them don't even know they have
1: heart issues until they come up here.
0: Right. And, just, yeah. and, and they were skiing yeah. fine and normal and all of a sudden just fell over dead. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just insane.
1: Yeah, yeah there's been... I mean, I know that um, LEDWP and Caltrans have all put out major warnings about all the creeks right now. And unfortunately, we had a tragedy... Just recently, uh, a young woman named Maya um, who passed away, something happened at Rush Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, six people have died in the water.
2: Six
0: people what? have kind of um, drowned really? already in India. My
1: that's gosh, a, that's a lot. And the thing is, too, we're such a small community, so we hear about it things. It
0: was lucky, though. I mean, I'm not lucky that she died, but lucky that her she was able... We don't have a uh, a swift water rescue team in the area, and they were doing some practice at the time and we able to get her body. If not, I mean, she would have been there for a long time, stuck in the rushing creek water. So people know. don't understand that we don't always have all the resources either. Absolutely. To to take care of those things.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's a it's such a phenomenon, especially in Mammoth, right? We have you know tens of thousands of people who come to yeah. visit, but a very small group of people who are doing everything for them, right? Yeah. Booking. Yeah. Right, serving them, making the beds. <laughs> right, it's really it's such a fascinating community.
1: It is a really interesting community to live in. It's changed so much. I've lived there. I've been coming up here since the '60s, but I've lived there full time almost since not, uh, early '90s, '92. Huh? Um, but yeah, it's changed. It's changed a lot. And right after COVID, when everybody decided the summer of 2020 that they didn't want to be inside anymore, but they couldn't get on airplanes, they all came to the Eastern Sierra and oh away. my gosh it was a deluge and it was dangerous and and so what do you think about that because you you live in both places right you kind of come back and forth between southern
2: california and and mammoth or are you mostly up in mammoth uh but yeah it's probably about 50 50 it depends on what happens so my husband got hurt last year so we ended up not Coming up as much this winter as we usually did. Well, you know but what It was an epic winter. what? you didn't miss much. What what done really I missed a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly.
0: A lot yeah. of good things to miss.
2: Yeah, it, um, uh, it. You know, it. It is fascinating to cross that bridge, right? Because the culture, Southern California culture, is his own thing, and the Eastern Sierra culture is its own thing, also. So, you know, it's really interesting to see the two. I do want to mention one more book as we were uh, talking about this area.
0: Yeah, that's the one I've been eyeballing.
2: Yeah, so this is also a big uh, treat for us. I've been asking Sid Gardner to come to the uh, book festival for several years, and he is not finally able to make it this year. So this book is a really cool book. The faults of the Owens Valley, is that a metaphor or the root? The really false. The What's yes. the earthquake? It's, it's false. It's both. Yeah. So it's this is a murder mystery, but it's set in the Owens Valley, and he talks a lot about the geography and how the killer is able to uh, take advantage of the geology to escape. Is it fictional? It's fictional. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, to to escape getting caught. But there's a lot of you know nonfiction kind of um, information in here about the area. Yeah, it's a really interesting book and so he'll be uh, at the festival as oh, well. You great. can meet him and get your books signed. That's great. I mean, what is your favorite book there? We should say oh. your book. Huh. Yeah, I- Man of Letters your book? Oh. Oh, <laughs> no, not my book. Yeah, definitely not my book. Yeah, for sure. Well, what are you reading now? Oh, uh, well I like, just finished your book. Oh, you yeah. got was quick. Yeah, I finished your book. Well, your book is kind of a page turner. Yeah. Pretty racy. So-
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <yes. laughs> Some chapters you really shouldn't be under eighteen, so to... <laughs> tied... I know. I have friends that say, You I can't believe you
2: wrote about that. I'm like, Well it's part of the journey there, I guess. And, you know, as a, if you're going to be a good writer, you have to be brave. Yeah. You have to be willing to disclose.
1: Yeah, there is. But, you know, I'm writing another novel right now and, and uh, another memoir. And some of it's about what happened to my older child. And some of it I was my, my coach I'm working with. I don't have to put everything in there. Sure. I don't have to put all the details in there. Would you want all the details of your life out there in the world to...
0: Uh, be- before I die, I'll write a memoir.
1: Okay. There you go. Now, <laughs> that'll don't let, I'll let it be. Right. Yeah. That, that'll that be my favorite.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. We are almost out of time here. We are. And I
0: apologize when we were doing that stuff earlier. It was like 14 minutes. And I was thinking, we only got three more minutes. And I forgot the show's 27 minutes long. I wasn't trying to speed past your book.
1: Oh, it's. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. That's okay. Right. It's okay. Well, Jason. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> people don't get it and yeah we'll do something else because i'm also doing a signing at the end of the month on my birthday actually and you'll be speaking at thought yes well yeah yep. i'm gonna Let's interview on stage we'll switch places yep yeah uh-huh. that'll be fun that will be fun so um thank you jennifer for you. being a guest for coming all the way down the mountain here mm-hmm. you can uh, do what do we all do when we come down here in the summer is get your car washed because pine pollen is flying everywhere
0: oh it's it's bad here. It's, it's not pine pollen, but well, maybe it is because we have a pine tree over yeah, it down the road. But bad. every day I have to get my little California duster brush off and yeah, stock my truck. It's horrible.
1: Crazy, but I'm out a flo- lot of it. It's a Flownays day. Oh. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Oh, thank and you, guys. This thank is so lightly Filtered with Stacey Powells and
0: Jason Brown.
1: Foosball King.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> have a good day, everybody. We don't know yet. We'll find out later today.